0: Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors, manufactured in upstate New York, an employee owned company. Golden makes the best acrylics, oil paints, and watercolors that you can buy. You can find them in your local art store or you can find them online at goldenpaints.com. Gretchen Cher was born in Indianapolis, Indiana and received a BFA from the University of Illinois at Chicago and graduated with an MFA from Hunter College. She's attended residencies at the Skowhegan School of Painting and Sculpture and the Vermont Studio Center. She recently had a solo exhibition at Rowe Gallery and has previously had solo exhibitions at Silas von Morris Gallery. She's been in select group exhibitions at Rowe Gallery, Booth Gallery, Toulouse Fine Art in Brooklyn, C. Grimaldi's Projects in Baltimore, Anna Mara in Rome, Gallery Lake in Oldenburg, Germany, Equity Gallery in New York, and CRG Gallery in New York. She's been featured in New American Paintings, Elephant Magazine, Harper's Magazine, the Paris Review, Modern Painters, and the New York Times. She currently lives and works in Brooklyn and is represented by Monurot Gallery. I spoke with Gretchen on the heels of her just-closed solo show at Monurot Gallery from Brooklyn. Here's our conversation. How's it going?
1: Good. How have you been?
0: Yeah, I'm been good. It's been busy, surprisingly, in midst all yeah, this. That's stuff, good. You know? Mm-hmm. But you had you had a show in the midst of all this. I which did, I'm sure was
1: yeah, I did. Weird <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was um, very unexpected, but um, you know, it all worked out. I'm always kinda of painting like towards the end of my deadline, so I was still painting. And um, everything was kind of falling apart, so it kind right. of felt a little like, you know, the sky is falling, <laughs> but you're still painting. Right. Um, but it all worked out good, and my main feeling is I'm so glad, because we were supposed to open April 2nd, um, and we didn't open, we ended up doing like an online-only showing, um, but I'm so grateful that we didn't open at some point and then had it be, people got sick.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, it really worked out as well as it could, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but did it yeah. affect the way you were working at all, it's like transitioning through that moment? I mean, I think for a lot yeah. of people, you know, the fact that we, all of a sudden, a lot of people just couldn't go to their studio, which was like a huge shift.
1: Yeah, well, um, my studio um i think we're actually neighbors i live on metropolitan (laughs) oh really yeah i heard you talking to jules about living in um this area so i'm at 999 metropolitan right by morgan
0: oh Um, right yeah yeah it's very uh, close
1: yeah so my studio is like two doors down from my home yeah um so i was able to keep going safely um and my studio manager is very understanding and You know very conscious of everything so he basically was like let's keep coming but just be really careful and we had a lot of guidelines um, in order to keep the studio safe Um, so I was able to keep coming I'm really grateful for that Um, and I kind of just kept working through the whole (laughs) like I haven't stopped like I basically got my show done and then I had a couple more I had another deadline so I just kind of kept going which I think was good just to like keep busy you know yeah Um, yeah
0: and to be slightly distracted from yeah you know it's it can be um I think a lot of people in times of you know when things like that happen that are that serious you know some people just flee from the studio and they they need their their calm and their mind space to be perfect for that and then I think other people just turn to working to get through it you know
1: oh yeah definitely it was definitely a blessing that I kind of didn't have a choice because you know it's been such an emotional time I feel there's been so much loss and um yeah it was just a way to like kind of work through emotions (laughs) and put them into the work even um so it was you know it really I can't complain it was the best it could have been under every circumstance so
0: yeah. yeah. Do you ever work at home cuz you do some work that's not too too big, right?
1: Yeah. Well, basically what I've been doing for a long time is I collage at home. Yeah. Um basically every painting is based on a collage, so I make the collage first and then I paint from the collage almost like it's like um a study or you know, um so I've been collaging at home for a long time only because I don't really have like a printer and computer in the studio. Yeah. Um, I think it would be better actually to do it in the studio, but it's just like we only really have one computer. So I do it here and I just sit on the floor and just like make a huge mess and then clean yeah. it up at the end of every day. Um, but so I did that over the summer because it gets really hot in the studio. It gets right. like over a hundred sometimes. Yeah. Um so I spent when it was really, really hot, I spent three weeks just doing collages at home. Yeah. Um and that went pretty well, but it was a little hard because when I collage, um I don't listen to any music, I don't listen to any podcasts. It's a very like very intense focused period. Yeah. Um and I had to do it three times in a row where normally I'll do it like each collage takes one week. Mm-hmm. So I'll do it for one week. And then I get to paint where I don't have to think so much. Right, right. (laughs) And then I'll do it again for one week. Um, But doing it three weeks in a row was a little bit... It was definitely, like, a little challenging. But I did it, so (laughs) I've got to do it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, it's funny because I hadn't hadn't done collages in earnest for years, you know, because Mm -hmm. I just... I had taken a break because it's so hard on my hands, you know? Oh, And I'd done... Like, in the early 2000s, I had done so many collages Mm. that... I felt like my hands were gonna fall off, oh, you from know, from the like from uh, all the exacto t- 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 cutting and oh, stuff. Oh gosh, yeah, because yeah. it's really small, you know. Yeah, So I took small. a break, but when the quarantine, when mm-hmm. I was stuck at home, I thought, well, mm-hmm. maybe it might be nice to work on something intimate and small and, and sort of open yeah. that box again, you know. Yeah. which was great. And it and I, like you were saying, it's it's a really kind of productive, fun slash different way to draw for a painting because there's moves you make in a collage that you just don't do if you're just sketching or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that can really inform the paintings. And i found that that having weeks like that of just working on paper really kind of now is informing the stuff that I'm doing in larger scale. It was kind of, you know, you, you try to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah.
1: I love your collages. They're beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, fun to work on but they they are like you're like you're saying grueling you know oh, there's something grueling are. about it so
1: yeah. those are all like hand cut basically
0: yeah wow. just like exacto blade
1: oh my gosh they don't and, look like it
0: yeah and they're small you know oh, so it's okay. like the if i've made some bigger collages but i feel like with collage the smaller you get sometimes the more intimate and interesting it is because all those little borders are oh, next nice to yeah. each other
1: i love the small little details of, yeah yeah
0: yeah those are fun so i I just it you know tried to make a a good situation out of it yeah uh, that's good yeah so you're back full on in painting though
1: yeah i've got the three collages done so i'm painting them now um yeah so it's good
0: (laughs) so well let's take it all the way back did you were you a big drawer and collager as a kid
1: no i really wasn't um I always had a, like, strong imagination, so, um, I remember as a kid kind of, like, dreaming about spaces and, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what if this room was over there, this room was over here, there's a stairway here, and kind of, like, building spaces in my mind, um, and I loved to sit, we had, like, a cherry tree, and I loved to sit, like, in it and look Mm -hmm. at all the flowers, like, through the sky, um...
0: And Where just, is this? Um, Where
1: Indianapolis. Is the, Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was very, like, visual. I remember just looking at things, like, a lot. Um, but I really didn't discover art till high school.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good teacher?
1: I did. I had um, a really good ceramics teacher. So oh, I actually yeah. started in ceramics, which is kind of weird, um, because I don't really do that anymore. Um, and then I also took saturday classes at an art school heron school of art Mm -hmm. um and that's where i learned how to paint and draw
0: um
1: yeah so i really i kind of went in fresh but the instant i walked into the building i was like i want to be an artist it was like immediate i just knew i was like that's what i'm gonna do the rest of my life and I had never even done it. That was before I even like picked up a pencil.
0: Right. You just um, like the vibe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, it took a while to actually learn. I don't know if I had like the natural talent really. I guess I still feel that way.
0: Yeah. Um, I, me too.
1: Yeah, I'm like I don't know if I really cuz there were some people where you know, you could just tell they just could just draw a figure and it was just beautiful. And I would draw something, and the teacher would kind of be like, "Oh, the head is like a little too big there; (laughs) like shrink it down." You know, like (laughs) it just took me a while to like (laughs) actually get it. So I always tell people, it's really just practice. (laughs) You know, if you want to do it, you can do it, but you have to want to do it. That's the main thing. So
0: totally. And then there's also the moment when you're in school to where you realize, Mm -hmm. like, oh, like the technical side of it isn't everything. And it's like
1: Yeah.
0: A shining light. Like a giant door opens and you're like, Oh, I could still you know yes. or you see an artist who's doing yeah. something that's completely conceptual and you're like, Oh my god, you can do that too, you know. It's kind of yeah. liberating. But yeah, I was definitely amazing, not the kid in yeah. high school who could draw the record covers just like they looked and stuff, or make the yeah, portrait just yeah. like the other person. Yeah, not yeah. me oh. neither. <laughs> Were your parents creative though? Was it Um something that-
1: My Mom? is really creative. Um, Yeah, she is like a powerhouse. I mean, she draws all day long, and she's constantly sending me drawings. Wow, that's cool. Um, Yeah, so she, I mean, I really feel she's more creative than I am. Um, And my dad is a lawyer, so he's almost like the opposite, but he loves music and loves art and culture and always like really instilled that in us so and how important it was um it always felt like a really high bar you know like he was very um serious and intellectual (laughs) and um yeah he just really cared about jazz a lot and kind of saw that as like you know the pinnacle (laughs) that bring in like punk rock or something he'd be like no (laughs) this is not good (laughs) and i would be like oh okay like but I like it you know so yeah it they were like an interesting
0: balance because they were so
1: different. So, yeah. yeah. That's probably a good
0: balance. I mean, as far as growing up, because then yeah. you get the, the sort of so hands on creative side, and then you get the appreciation. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, in, uh, the sort of like learning through your dad, like the finer, like where, like setting like goals of what you think certain things should be. Yeah. At, you know what yes. I mean? Which I guess yeah. was, would kind of instill a kind of motivation to achieve at a certain level, I guess.
1: Oh, definitely, Which yeah. Which could be
0: a lot of pressure, but it could yeah. be motivating.
1: Yeah, it was motivating. Um, he really wanted me to be a lawyer,
0: um, so that was hard, you know. Um, that's, that's really interesting because yeah. I would think that lawyers, it's probably, I, I don't think anyone would think that practicing <laughs> law is easy or is not stressful.
1: No, So I to know. want
0: your kid to do that, I would I think know. you I must know. really love law
1: he did he does um yeah and you know looking back I'm like well and I've never asked him this I'm like well maybe he saw something in me that he thought you know that would be suitable for me um but I really just knew I wanted to be an artist and um it was very hard to say that to him and you know just you know my mom was supportive and my dad is now like he's very supportive and he understands but at the time I think it was just like you're crazy <laughs> you know like um but I'm glad I did you know um but yeah so
0: you probably could have just framed it as jazz
1: <laughs> yeah just said, look
0: this is visual jazz I mean, yeah I'm- this is the avant-garde I want to do, and then you yeah, would be like, "Oh yeah, sure." This definitely. is like Charlie Parker.
1: Oh yeah, I think He'd just that hit those keywords, yeah. and like, <laughs> it's like pushing
0: the magic button, he'd be like, "Yeah, that's great." Okay, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Did he? Yeah. Did he grow up with? Did you have a lot of music in the house? I guess jazz. Yes,
1: we did. Yeah, um, Fats Waller was really big
0: when I was a kid. Um, oh wow, he, that's. Yeah. See, that's a really great example of a mixture of someone who's really technically proficient, but. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he hides that under a lot of humor. In yeah,
1: so <laughs> and it's, it's perfect kind of for combo. kids. It's yeah, perfect right? for kids. It was yeah, the, so fun. It's too big, so yeah, everyone yes, loves yes. it. Yes, <laughs> we loved it. So, yeah, it's, it's always like a really comforting thing for me to listen to that um, kind of music. So, yeah. Um, did that you, was there. well,
0: how mm-hmm. did punk get into it? Was that like a high school thing? Or?
1: Yeah, so um, actually, so Ryan Schneider and I grew up together. Um, really? Yeah, there, his painting is there. The, <laughs> that explains that. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so Indianapolis had like a really vibrant um, music scene, kind of underground, and um, yeah, we would go to like all the shows and stuff on the weekends. Um, and him and I, we didn't go to the same high school, but we went to the shows, so we met through that. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, so I think that also really made me want to be an artist, just seeing all that creativity. Yeah, totally. Um, and it was so different from like, you know, I went to a Catholic grade school oh boy. <laughs> of first through eighth grade, and then I went to a Jesuit high school. So it was all pretty stripped. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was say, smooth sailing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then you know the. But and there was creativity. Like I had art teachers that were great, and you know there was a lot of creativity. But the shows was where I saw like the kind of do it yourself culture, yeah. Where people were really free and just doing you know really free creative things that you know wasn't really happening in my other spheres of life. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so that's and, alluring, yeah. right? Because it's it just was
1: it was expression
0: great. on a different level.
1: Yes, and I think I always it's so wonder important. about. I always wonder
0: about going to schools like that, where it's like usually uniforms and like yep. you know, everything's mm, straight yes. like, If like the kids just naturally want to like just break away from that, you know what I mean? Because you yes. always want what you can't do, or like. Yes. Oh so yes. You must have really had that impetus, along with a lot yeah. of kids in that situation.
1: I think so. I mean, you know, I think it's a lot to take in as a kid, yeah. because. What I can really remember was there was so many rules, and you would get in trouble so much, and you really didn't know you were doing anything wrong, you know, like, we had these things called punch cards, and if you got a punch, like, it had, like, a little slap for each day, and if you got a punch, if you got two punches on one day, you would have detention, um... So sometimes you would just look down on your card and you'd be like, oh my god, I have detention for like three days this week and I don't know why. Like you literally wouldn't comprehend that you were messing up. Um, so it took a while to like learn all the rules. Yeah. And then on top of that, you had religion. Um, You just had God
0: floating above your head all day. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like, you're kind of wondering, like, well, who is God? Like, what is God? So you're kind of trying to learn, but at the same time, you're also told all this stuff about God. So you're wondering, is God real? I mean, I was questioning, like, well, what are they telling me about this? And from like first grade, I was like feeling a little bit confused by it.
0: Well, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's confusing as an adult. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I it's always wondered that about that kind of education is because no one knows, Mm-mm. but there's so much like, yeah. this is what it is and this yes. is what you have to do.
1: Yes. But it,
0: As a, a child, I mean, I never went to church as a kid. My parents were Lutheran, oh, supposedly. Okay. I mean, but yeah. we never went to church and my dad yeah. would read the Bible by himself, but it had nothing to do with, you know, yeah. like we didn't really experience religion growing up and like and i had friends who went to ccd and like you know like the saturday school and all that stuff and they just seemed like like aggro like just you know wanting to break out of that and party or whatever because all those rules and that strictness yeah i think it's hard when you're that young
1: yeah and it was interesting because like a lot of people just kind of conformed which is understandable and like i think a lot of kids it's natural you want to fit in yeah um so but i couldn't really do it (laughs) you know it's like i am just wondering like what is this all about you know so i guess that's the artist you like question yeah um so yeah it was interesting (laughs) and
0: and look you 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 picked a, a career where there's absolutely no rules.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. The hardest part
0: I think of being an artist is that there are no rules. Like yeah. it's just carte blanche. Like it's up yes. to you to figure it all out. You know.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Which is the other end of the spectrum.
1: It is. It definitely is. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, quickly on mm-hmm. the Indianapolis thing. You know, I yeah. played in bands and we toured and stuff. I oh, okay. never. We never played in Indianapolis. Really. Yeah. Oh. I okay. mean, we weren't doing like yeah. major tours where it was like tons and tons of days. So we would always play Pittsburgh and then Cleveland and then go to Chicago.
1: Oh wow, interesting. But
0: yeah, we kind of huh. missed it. Maybe you were we like, just,
1: right? You were right on the way. You could have yeah. stopped. <laughs>
0: we you right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Yep. What was the
0: what was the music scene like there? Were there local bands that it kind of got yeah? Known?
1: There was local bands um, that got known, and then people came through though. Like we had like Bikini Kill came through. Um, oh wow!
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, um, actually Ryan sent us yesterday um, like a group text to all our uh-huh. Indiana friends. Uh, Captain Jazz
0: was oh, a band wow. we loved. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah I mean. A lot of it was also straight edge, hardcore. I don't totally. know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> I lived
0: in a house with straight edge kids. In <laughs> oh, okay. College, so was, um, yeah, I wasn't so. straight edge, but they were, yeah, I, I was yeah, privy was to that. It was a culture.
1: lot of that. I would say that was the majority. Yeah, so yeah. like snap case, um, yeah, yeah. falling forward. <laughs> I don't know if any of this rings about That's but.
0: crazy. Yeah, I, d- I guess I didn't go too deep into that genre, but. um, captain jazz was you know incredible and my friend that i grew up with yeah. who was in a band with me in high school ended up playing with tim and joan of arc which is oh wow yes. you know the band yeah. that he did mm-hmm. after that yeah um but they did you got to see them live
1: yeah many times yeah just
0: chaos right
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I preferred, like, the emo to the hardcore stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Just, like, the crazy, like, <laughs> I liked right, all right.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, that, I but mean, yeah. that. I wish I could bottle that energy, though. Because isn't mm-hmm. it amazing? I mean, it's, there's yeah. something kind of scary about that sort of, like, young energy. But also, yeah. like, the creativity of that. And they were just so, like, powerful, you know.
1: They were. So good yeah. stuff. Really good don't, stuff.
0: People don't know them. It's <laughs> yeah. Captain, like C-A-P apostrophe and Captain Jazz.
1: Yes. Not too good. jazzy. It's not. No, it's definitely not. It's kind of just like emo screaming <laughs> with yeah. a lot of crazy music around it.
0: But and an yeah. occasional trumpet, which I guess yeah. maybe is why they have. that.
1: There's the, a the melody thing. too. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: it's yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. So So when you're in school... Was art school a foregone conclusion? Did you think, like, or going to study art in school, was that the idea? Did you apply yeah. to a bunch of places, or was it informed by um, your, your, was your dad saying, you should go here? You should, you know.
1: Yeah, he was like, don't go at all, basically. <laughs> um, <Go> but, <laughs> no, he did not want me, but um, I went to, so, you know what, I can't actually, this is terrible, but I wanted to go to the Art Institute of Chicago, Right. Um, so that's all that I remember applying to because that was like my dream and I did get in mm-hmm. and I did go there but um, it was really expensive Yeah. so basically the compromise was my parents were like you can go part time and then you can work um, so I went part time and I worked but it was you know it would have taken me like seven years to get through it right So, I was really sad, but I had to um, switch to the University of Illinois at Chicago instead. Yeah, Yeah, but it was amazing. Like, it all worked out. um, So, I ended up doing my undergrad there. But I had one year at the Art Institute of Chicago part time. And I think that's where I actually learned how to paint. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, they were so good. Like, the foundation courses were so good. And then the museum was attached to it. Um, so every day I would just go and walk around the museum for like hours, um, and then learn how to like mix colors and apply paint, but it was all, um, wet into wet. So like a la prima kind of thick paint, um, oil paint. So that's the way they trained us there at that time. So Um, they didn't
0: do, that's interesting. They didn't do sort of like show you the different ways. They didn't show you like glazing and layering. It was just like, this is how we do.
1: Well, actually, I had one course where the professor did do that. Yeah. She went through i believe she did scumbling, which is like when you do like a dry brush um, yeah. she did glazing, and I think she did wet into wet, but the overall like style of the school you know mm-hmm. when you see like all the paintings up was like the thick like wet into wet from yeah. life um So that's kind of what seeped in the most because I had I think I had three painting courses while I was there, so yeah.
0: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. when you, um, what were you were you just doing at that point? Basically, like assignment paintings, like still lives, and you know working from life and stuff like that.
1: I was. Yeah. When did you start to
0: break your voice into it?
1: Well, it kind of it was funny. It went kind of the opposite because. I When I started, I was doing a lot for my imagination, mm-hmm. and then I had a professor, um, Candida Alvarez, and oh, yeah. she she is wonderful. Yeah. Um, she was like very gentle, but basically said to me like, "Well, why don't you try painting from life? You know, she kind of like looked at my imaginative drawings <laughs> and was like, "Well, <laughs> why don't you go this way or why don't you try it? you know And I was like, oh, okay, so. Um, she really, I think she's the one that actually really taught me how to paint. She was, like, very patient and, like, really, like, helped you learn how to mix colors um, and slowly learn. Um, and, yeah, so basically I've painted like that my whole life, but then I've changed it over time. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what, and when you graduated, was the idea to go to grad school? Because you went to Hunter, right?
1: Yeah, I went straight to Hunter after undergrad um, because I kind of felt like it would be hard to like get all the recommendations and everything once I was out. So I kind of was like, "Well, everybody's here and can help me. Let me just yeah. go through." Um, so That's good I, foresight. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know myself. I'll be like afraid to ask people because I'm kind of uh, like right. that. So yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna do it all now <laughs> and yeah. go. Um, So yeah, so I went to Hunter, and um, it was perfect. It was it was the same thing. I kind of knew I wanted to go to Hunter, but I also applied to Tyler um, and Dartmouth, and I visited Tyler and I visited Hunter, and I kind of just knew I wanted to go to Hunter. So well,
0: had had you spent time in New York before that?
1: No, not at all. I took like
0: deep end of the pool.
1: Yep, I just was like, I want to go here. I had some friends here. Ryan was already here. Yeah. Um, and then my friend Liz was here. What year was Liz that when was you here. started grad school? Um, I started 2003. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we so were in are... the old building, the Times Square building.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I imagine you you made some good... I mean, there's always great people who are going to Hunter. I imagine mm-hmm. you have a community out of that experience, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I made some good friends. And um, yeah, it was just, it was very um, free. You know, we were kind of all allowed to like, there wasn't like one style of painting or work or everybody was just kind of doing their own thing. And it wasn't like, I didn't feel it was like a competitive environment or like a negative environment. It was very just like, oh, okay, that's, you know, there wasn't a lot of like criticism of what you were doing.
0: More supportive.
1: I felt that way, yeah, yeah. Which was nice.
0: And good visiting artists, which is always a
1: plus. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, um was your work at that point did it change significantly or was kind of a slow progression from, you know, what you were doing in undergrad? Um,
1: you know, it did. It I was doing I think my work I've always been interested in interior spaces. Yeah. So, um, at that time I was doing more of like my own like um spaces around me, like my job or, you know, my studio or my home. Um so and it was big, it was on paper yeah. and kinda like collaged together and it was almost like each part of my day, almost like a diary. Right. Like now I'm going down the stairs, now I'm going down the street, now I'm going into this building, but it was all like one long um experience of the world i guess um mm-hmm. in paint but it was on paper and like really big um so that was really impractical <laughs> 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 like well yeah oh what i still have it all and it's like in these huge portfolios and oh, yeah. it's so fragile you know it's really fragile but so um, what do
0: you what are you painting like how is the material working are you just painting mm-hmm. with like oil on paper or acrylic or
1: i was doing gouache
0: gouache um, okay
1: yeah i was doing gouache and a little watercolor um but yeah so yeah there wasn't like a ton of like concept behind it or anything like that um i was just kind of like i think it's still in my work i was interested in like putting different spaces together and then also like um how we feel influences how we see i feel you know um So I feel like you take a photograph and it might be of that place, but the feelings you have that go with it, it doesn't look like that place anymore. Right. You know, like, um, I think that's kind of what's carried through to the museums is that I'm doing now, I'm doing a series on museums and, um how I feel when I'm inside the museum yeah. is very different when you see a picture of the museum. It looks like nothing like the way I feel. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, just trying to like, find a visual language that's closer to how I feel about that space.
0: I think that kind of makes a case for painting, really. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> sort of at the core of like, why you know, mm-hmm. we do what we do as opposed to just taking a picture. You can just yeah. sort of mm-hmm. bend and shape the experience mm-hmm. into like something that's more like you have more authorship over you know your relationship to the image and the feeling of it
1: yeah which I think is
0: much harder to do with a photograph I mean you can do it with a photograph
1: it's yeah it's hard a, I mean a that's different.
0: a lot of talent Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> totally. yeah yeah so when well what you I mean was it just being here and you know going to museums that made you go into that direction I mean I think one of the really fun slash kind of engaging aspects of those paintings is just that there's all these faces and like images looking back at you in a way Mm -hmm. so it's really the depopulation but the population of the imagery in it that's kind of this funny balance like it's totally it feels totally empty and it feels full of life but it's like almost like history comes to life as opposed to you know the actual people in the space.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, you know, it kind of just came about in a really organic way. Like, I didn't really think about it. Um, I had been making, like, a black-and-white series of um, dreams, but they were, like, historic, you know, period places. Um, I used to go to the Strand and get, like, all these books that were on, like, the history of architecture. Right. And then I would just, like, cut them up and put them together to make, like, a new space um, and paint from those. So I had been doing those, I think, it was, like, three or four years. And, um, yeah, and then I started to switch them to color so because I wanted to transition to color. And um, the first one I did, I kind of made it all, like, a dark almost like um, brown color, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't want to go too far <laughs> into right. full color. Let me, like, baby steps. And I ended up putting a lot of portraits on the wall Yeah. in that one. Um, and I just kind of enjoyed it. And then um, the next one I did, I was kind of looking at I was like, a lot of, the, I don't know even where I got the images, maybe just from books I had around. And I realized, like, a lot of the paintings were from the Met. And so then I was like, well, what if I, like, started, like, making this kind of how I feel about the Met, you know? So I was just, like, doing that. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Um, but it was, yeah, it was kind of just natural. Um, but what I've found that's really good about it is that it kind of narrows me. Because when I was doing more, like, getting images from all over, um, it was a little overwhelming because it's, like, you know... Where is this from? Where is that from? And I wouldn't even really remember because I would just have so many different clippings. And right. so, kind of just to like focus myself um, on one space actually really helped me to be more creative. I know that sounds kind of weird, but no, <laughs> like the no, narrowing totally, down. Totally
0: makes sense. Um, and it's, it, you just, there's like a, a width there that you can play with within that. It's almost like when you constrict yourself, you can mm-hmm. open things up within that. Yes, narrow scope yeah. you know I I think when I look at a lot of your work I can't help but think of like I don't really watch them my wife does but um like these period piece tv shows mm-hmm. like Downton Abbey's or yeah, like, play, yeah, like yeah. that, <laughs> they're they're really you know investigating the scope of of emotion and relationships and all that and yeah. probably contemporary culture I'm imagining within this kind of like narrow sort of time frame and an yes. aesthetic which yeah. you know as opposed to like a show like Quantum Leap. I don't know if you ever remember that one, but it was about a guy who would like time travel to these different oh areas. I'm mm-hmm. like how could you <laughs> week to week go yes. to these different places, no, different it's too scenery. Much. Yeah, yeah, it's too
1: much. Yeah. yeah, but
0: I I feel like when I look at those paintings that you know, your newer paintings with the museums and stuff, I can't help but think of that feeling of you know, the thing that's so alluring to me about museums like the Met or the Frick or you know places like that yeah it's, there is a disconnect there's like kind of like this wonderful relationship to imagery and mm. painting which is very real and then there's this other time that you just it feels almost exotic because it's so distant you know yeah and then the environment is so elegant and mm-hmm. and kind of polished yeah it just reminds me of like classical music i love classical music yes i don't I don't it doesn't resonate in my bones like, you know, like funk or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
0: but I love it in it, love but it it's too, yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of this idealized distant sort of yeah. beautiful thing that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like looking up at the stars as opposed yes. to like feeling the ground on your feet. And um the, your mm-hmm. that work really kind of I think channels it. But since you do have this very there's very much the hand in there. Yeah. And like the way you bend space and create it almost brings it more into like a dreamlike feel of experience that you were talking about yeah. and quirkiness and playfulness too yeah. and it takes some of that stuffy side out of it
1: you know yeah well that's good yeah, yeah. definitely Well I'm, the funny thing is is like I'm really trying but I can't <laughs> like I would love to be able to paint like um Gainsborough or you know I I think it's so beautiful and um, I'm really trying hard, but that's as hard as that's the best I can do.
0: <laughs> well, I think so, it's, it's so mm-hmm. it's impossible to paint like that, though. Really? Yeah, because you I would know. need to be back in that time. You
1: know? Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: I mean, I, I would love really to play like that. I mm-hmm. would love to play like Joe Beam or something, you know. But mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in Brazil in that yeah. environment, so oh. I could learn some of those chords mm-hmm. and play it it's a little not bit. The same. Yeah. But it's different. But then yeah. again that's what's so great about it. Like, have you, mm. like I can't help but think of music, but remember the mm-hmm. band, the squirrel nut zippers.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. played kind of ragtimey music, but it was contemporary too. It had yeah, like, it
1: was inherently yeah.
0: it's different because they're, you know, they're not of that time period. Yeah. If they were exactly like the original, it would just feel like a cover band or something, or it would just be too, I don't know, too close to the source. I think. So I think if you did actually, if you were using Fragonard chops on your yeah. paintings, it would probably be exquisite. But it would just feel like you're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. copy something from somewhere else. And mm-hmm. I, for me, I love your hand in those works oh, and like thank the, you. the way that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the way those paintings are painted.
1: Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me because I really um. You know, I try really hard, and each one takes around, like, 300 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I take a lot of time on them because um, there's a lot of detail, but also I do, like, really thin layers yeah. of paint so that if you see them in person, they're really smooth. Like, they, you can't really see all the brush strokes. Right. They're, like, almost, um, like, if you touch it, it would feel, like, sanded.
0: Like it's polished.
1: Yeah, it feels yeah. soft. Um yeah it doesn't you can't feel any texture really because the paint's like very thin yeah um but I feel like a failure a lot of the time because I'm like why do these take so long and then they look like this I'm like oh my god like <laughs> no, just, I, think that
0: so. I, don't, I don't think that at all I, and and I don't <laughs> I hope it didn't come off as me saying like they're not painted well because no no, that's it not didn't. it at all. No, They're just inherently different than note yeah. the way those other paintings are painted. Mm, yeah. But that's all materials. That's the time. That's the stretchers. Yes. You know the whole the whole it thing. Can, it can never yeah. be no. the same. Like all art kind of has to be of its own time in a way. Yeah, you know?
1: that's a good point. I like that. Yeah, we can't I mean, help it, right? We're like sponges, so we just kind of <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. Mm. um But that was Baudelaire. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, Baudelaire. I didn't make up that quote. Oh okay. You can't take credit for that. <laughs> oh, All okay. artists must be of one's own time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, did you, in the quarantine, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: have you been using? Do you use your own photographs always, or is it a combination of things? And has the current situation complicated your working method as far as like source material?
1: Well, actually, I really. I used to use my own photographs um, when I was making the work about like my own spaces Um, but since I've gone into the museums it's really difficult to um, I use mostly imagery from online because most books on it's hard to find photographs of museums themselves Um, you know you can order a book on a museum but it's usually the works in the museum um So what I've been doing is, and I can't really travel. I mean, I've never really been to a lot of places. So most of these museums I've never really been to, um, besides the Met and the Frick. Um, I've never, like, had the time to travel and the resources and all that. And so I've always just done it from home. Um, But basically, I go to the museum website, and sometimes there's some images there I can play with. Um, and then sometimes, like, Google Arts and Culture, you can do, like, the virtual tour.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take, like, screenshots. Yeah. Um, and then...
0: That's so, actually really smart. Because yeah. then it's not, like, a photograph. You don't have to worry it
1: helps. about yeah. people saying,
0: this is my photograph or anything like that. Oh, you
1: yeah. Just, I had to be careful with that as well. Um,
0: Museums yeah. can be stuffy about stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so I kind of read, like, their permission stuff yeah. before, and, um, a lot of them are really generous, though, if you're using the images for, like, um, basically non-commercial reasons, they'll be right. free, yeah. um, so That's
0: good.
1: it's, it can be good, cause I never, I don't sell the collages at all, so, and then what they end up looking like, I feel like they don't really look like the collages oh, anymore, like, I mean, they do, yeah. but they don't, Right. so, um, It's kind of, like, just a hidden part of my process, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And then I get all the images from the museum, like, databases, like the paintings. I'll just, like, go Mm -hmm. through, and then I pull them, and then I resize them, and also, like, skew them in Photoshop, and then, like, put them in all the frames and everything. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how I do it. I really, I wish I could do it more. It's better when it's a book, because... um, the, the quality is much higher. Yeah. Um, so if I can find any museum book, like, sometimes that'll be a reason why I'm like, I'm going to paint this museum, you know, because there's right. a great book on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But
0: do, do, you, do you find that your inventive quality of what you're bringing to, say, the vibe of the place that, like, you were talking about before, like, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, a view in the museum where you sort of tilt the perspective and bend the viewer space, is that... Mm-hmm are choices like that always driven by your own thing or is it also a little bit of like inventing having to invent what you don't have as a source material in a way because sometimes that can be a plus like like if you're using a photo as a resource and there's a part that's just not used you can't make things out then you invent in that part and it becomes
1: definitely yeah that's like yeah that's a huge part of it because um yeah, there's so few of the photos, really. So you got to, like, make it stretch, or you can, like, flip it. And so you yeah. have, like, the other side of the room. Um, yeah, or you can stretch it, or you can, like, repeat it, you know, or you can... Yeah, so that's a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And do you do you have some art history people who geek out a little bit to the painting?
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, not really. You know, not really. I bet really. they are,
0: I- though.
1: Oh, well one time somebody did that and I felt really bad because I didn't really know how to engage with it like um, it was at an opening and they were talking to me about a lot of like art historical stuff and i it's funny because like I pay attention to that side of it, like I'll research for a while before I start and yeah. each one is like um, kind of about that specific museum and what's happened to it over the years and you know, that'll inform how I make it. So there is a history there. Um, but at the same time, I can't go too far because then you don't have time to make things. Yeah,
0: we're not <laughs> so art historians. Yeah, right?
1: there's like a certain yeah. moment where I'll go down a rabbit hole and I'll be like, oh my God, I would love to learn more about this artist I never heard of that's in this collection for a while, but I can't, you know. And yeah. Um, So yeah, sometimes it's it's like a little bit, over my head sometimes you know like someone will see something in it and I'll be like that, I'm really happy you see that but I, I don't know that part or right, so right. yeah but yeah I, I think I try my best to learn about the collection and the history So,
0: yeah it's, it's yeah. such an interesting thing I think art, artist's relationship to art history and how self-driven and kind of curated it is within your own interests. I think it would yeah. be really interesting to like put a group of essays together of artists talking about those specific works it really meant a lot to them and they've really researched you know yes but art historians that's their whole job like all they do is study art and they specialize and and we can't if we knew all that stuff we would never have time to make work You
1: know. no i know and i think i could do it honestly i love it so much that might be my second career i would love to i would love to just (laughs) but yeah
0: yeah i think as we get (laughs) older like Artists think to themselves like, "Oh, I could definitely go back and study like specific areas of art history and really geek out to that stuff." But it's just when you're young, you just want to make all the time, you know. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you're looking at stuff, but it's not like yeah too deep because you have to make you have to have time to make work, you know.
1: Yeah, I know, and also just like the artists you missed from your art history courses. Yeah. So, it's very you miss a lot and you're like, "Oh god, I I never knew about this person or, you know."
0: So, yeah. yeah. I love that though. It's kind of like music. It's like yeah. you, you know, I would get into when I was a jazz DJ in college, I would get into like, you know, peripheral stuff and I, mm-hmm. I started getting into like old stuff like, you know, Sun Ra or like things that were mm. a little more like free jazz and, and like yeah. you know, you think you you know a lot of it and then like 10 or 20 years later you'll see someone post a video of a musician and you're like, wait, how did I miss?
1: <laughs> yes. You
0: know what I mean? Yes. Like, how did I miss that person? How did
1: I miss that person? And you,
0: you study yeah. them and you're like, they were well known and, you know. Yes. You know, I think that happens all the time.
1: It does.
0: For me, it was like, <laughs> I remember in undergraduate school, my uh, apartment mate had a Art in America magazine and on the cover was this like wacky pop painting. I was like, what is this? You know, and it was a John Wesley painting and mm. I had never seen his work before that. And John yeah. Wesley's you know pretty well known I mean he definitely got a second bump but it's like a, it's funny that you can find these artists that you know you just missed you know they weren't yes. brought up in any of the classes and yes. you know we were kind yeah. of well at least for me I was kind of pre-internet in undergraduate school yes
1: yeah you know, me it too yeah wasn't definitely. really around so no it wasn't what you
0: saw was in the magazines and that was yeah, pretty much and it and that
1: was it or what you heard in a lecture and exactly that was yeah. it
0: god we really were at the mercy of our teachers right yeah definitely <laughs> like, they were like this person's really important you yeah like oh, okay get to know them. Yeah.
1: exactly yeah. so
0: um well what do you as far as like what you're doing now you just mm-hmm. you had you recently just had a, yes. a solo show and then the group mm-hmm. show yes. just closed in mid-august right
1: yeah yeah yes yeah so now i'm working towards um i'm gonna be in another group show in november Nice. Um and then a, a two person show in February. So well,
0: oh, that was in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. So yeah, I'm just I'm always busy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And when you're working, I think you said when you do your collages, it's silence. Mm-hmm. But what about yes. when you're painting?
1: Well, Tapping I jazz? used to. Oh gosh, I really, you know, I used to love to listen to music while I paint, and cap and jazz would be great. I listened to a little bit yesterday, but I have developed this terrible thing where if I listen to music and I paint, it gets stuck in my head. Oh yeah. And I don't know if that happens to you, but
0: it's really, really
1: bad. It's like an earworm that won't go away, and it, like... I can't fall asleep. Like it's that bad. It'll just go over and over and over. So like, I think my brain is broken. (laughs) So basically, um, it's really sad. I can listen to classical music, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoy a lot, but it can't be too catchy. It's got to be like an obscure classical. (laughs) (laughs) And then.
0: (laughs) the the non catchy classical playlist on Spotify.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so weird, and then <laughs> it's a very weird problem. Um, for some reason, I can listen to Daft Punk um, "Random Access Memories" the whole sure. album in order, and it won't get stuck in my head. I have no idea why, but
0: that I is think odd it's, because that is very catchy. It's stuff. very
1: catchy. <laughs> But my theory is that you know how it all flows together so well?
0: It's like a concept record,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's almost like one big song. Yeah. And I think my brain sees it like that and it doesn't separate it into the songs. Right. So it's like I just go on a whole journey and then it's over. (laughs) So sometimes when I'm like a little bit desperate, like I'm like nervous or, you know, tired, I'll just listen to that all the way through and it will completely like calm me down and just reset um but in because of those limitations I basically listen to podcasts and audiobooks yeah and my really secret I mean I almost feel like it's illegal so I hesitate to mention it (laughs) because it's so good but on Spotify they have free audiobooks did you know that I didn't yes so I subscribe to Spotify but you know it's very affordable and then you can get um free audiobooks there.
0: Oh, I didn't so, even know that. I mean, I know yeah. that podcasts like, mm-hmm. this is on it, but I didn't even look at
1: Yeah, audiobooks. if you just search, like, audiobooks, um, but they're kind of like um, just people creating playlists. Yeah. So that's what makes me think, like, is this okay? <laughs> like, oh, it's not, right, like, right. the publishers. Um, it's like
0: the Napster side of...
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just listen to those, and they're not the best, you know? It's kind of like whatever's there, but... Yeah. Um it keeps me in like a flow state, right because um, I feel like music I love music so much, but it's so emotional totally depending yeah. on what you listen to, but a lot of times it brings up a lot of emotions um so I do the audiobook because it kind of puts me in a flow state where I don't think, right. whereas music I will also like listen to the music but also think and like sometimes feel emotional or something you know it's like. You just gotta be in a flow state, no
0: thoughts, right.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's my no that's movement. my hack for that. No movement, nothing like still, just like very so.
0: Yeah, and do you have a lot of natural light in your studio? That's a weird no, question, I, but I'm just imagining because no, okay, you have a lot of natural no. light where you are now.
1: Um, I don't. I have. I don't have any windows, um, but um, we got led lights i think it was like two years ago and those are nice you know at first it was too bright like it was like jarring but now that i'm used to it it's it's nice it's it's like a white light yeah instead of like a yellow fluorescent so it's it's kind of it it works pretty well
0: you can see everything well which is important yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah
0: i used to have a studio that had no windows at all and um it was nice because i feel like i could control everything and if i ever want to uh to project Mm. like one of my animations just to see how it looks it was easy there's no light to contend with but like you were saying in the summer it got so hot in that studio that i had to work basically overnight or or else i would just pass out from the heat so i finally moved and got you know an air conditioned studio which made a a big difference, mm, as far as being able oh, to that's good. work during the day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's hard because you kind of lose like three months of the yeah. year. Um, like I try so hard to work. Like I will push. I'll be like I can work up until it's like ninety, but above yeah. ninety, I I get like loopy. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: and we slow down, right? Like I notice yes. when I get really hot. Not only does it take like when it's humid because it's always humid here feel like the paint dries slower you know what oh, I mean yeah. and for some people they want that but not for me and it's just so hot that I slow down I just move for like half speed. yeah you
1: do not good. <laughs> it's not good <laughs> No, I love my studio so I, I don't know it's, it's hard every summer I'm like oh I'll take a little trip it never happens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so every summer I just get through it and I do sometimes bring like paintings home yeah, um, and, like, work in the living room, but my husband's, you know, working from home because of mm-hmm. everything, so yeah. I, I, I have to go. <laughs> it's too much
0: in one It's space, too
1: much, yeah. Yeah, I
0: figured whenever we were, you know, fully quarantined, it was, like, collages was okay because I could just work on a little tabletop.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and at one point, my wife was like, well, do you want to, like, make one of our rooms, like, a temporary little studio space work on smaller stuff? And I was like, no, it's just going to become... You know what I mean? It's too much. Once paints start coming in, it gets it gets messy. I just can't deal with it. No, we have cats and oh (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Which you know is going to turn into a disaster. With
1: oh yeah. And then you get like hair in the painting.
0: Exactly, yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. I have
0: long hairs, too. In the moment you bring something in that's mm-hmm. foreign, those cats are on it right now. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: I know. They have I no boundaries.
0: <laughs> Not at all. Well, um, yeah. so what's the best way for people to check out your work? I know, on Manya's mm-hmm. website, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, if you go to um, Manya Rail Gallery, and you can see my name there. Um, I do have Instagram, but I don't post a lot. Um, I post mostly like when I have a show just to like let people know. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I've just never been a big social media person. So, but my, yeah, I do have social media there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just my name, Gretchen underscore share, um, on Instagram. And that's it really. I have a website, but I keep it pretty updated. Um, and it's just Gretchen share.com. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then two upcoming group shows, right?
1: Yeah. Well, one is group show and one is a two-person show. Um, a two-person. That's right. Yeah. yeah so I. And you'll don't
0: have post to do about that.
1: I will. Yeah, I always put something. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks so much for taking the time out.
1: Thank you so much. It was so great talking with you, yeah, and it was great I hope we run into each other and when everything's better. um we yeah, just definitely. in the neighborhood because I think we are neighbors.
0: Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. Nice (laughs) to talk.
1: Nice to talk to you too.